full disclaimer, I was the one saying that people were tryhards. And sure. I was a tryhard. <laughs> <laughs> Hayley, what was your peak of the week? My peak of the week. This is super, this is privileged, mm-hmm. right? At my parents' house, we have remote controls, which obviously make the garage doors go up and down. And um, mine's been playing up a little bit recently and I've been having, I'm going to say some psychotic moments mm-hmm. when they don't play out as they should. Yep. Anyway, so one day I come, come back from work <laughs> I'm just imagining you raging in the streets. I'm huffing and puffing. I'm gonna blow this house down. <laughs> so I've come back. I've come back from work, and like since you have to book the gym, you have to book it at, at a specific time. You have to be there at a specific time. So yep. I'm rushing around trying to get to this appointment. Can't open the fucking house because it's my garage door clicker won't work. Anyway, the next morning, oh no, the next day I'm I come back from work, and so this is like it's like a series of events. You know that movie series of unfortunate events. Yeah. Yeah, this is a series of unfortunate remote control qualms. I'm coming back from work, everything's all hunky-dory. I get home. Okay, cool, where the fuck is my remote control? Oh my god, it's not on my oh, not my key ring. Shit, I've left it at the supermarket. I'm coming, mum licks me in and I'm just I'm a mess. I'm hot, sweetie. Mum, where the fuck is my... Bleeding. Yeah, I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding out. <laughs> and I ring up the supermarket and I'm like, hi, um, I've... I think I've left my garage door clicker in in your store. I'm having this pretty intense conversation with this lady and must be customer service at I'm not gonna say where it was because Was it new in Auckland? You, you used to work there, yeah. Who was it, do you know? I don't know, but she was not happy that I was calling up at maybe like five ten saying, Where's my remote control? <laughs> yeah, that is peak time. <laughs> yeah. And she was just like, Look, we can't help you. Usually they don't fall off. I don't know what to do in this circumstance. Maybe you should be more responsible. Stuff like this. And I was just like, Look, I don't know who you are, what your story is, but I don't like your attitude. <laughs> anyway, so I'm like, Okay, this is this is annoying. And I'm making this big, big fuss. I'm telling dad, mum and dad are getting angry because they're like, Someone could get this and they could open up our house and our yeah. house will open and yeah, whatever. Then the next day, I'm still going on about it, and I get in my car, the garage door remote control is in my bag. No. So I've just made this huge, huge embarrassing moment. You didn't check your bag. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's a valid experience of yours. But... No, Meg, I didn't check my bag, because it was my keys were never in my bag, so... I feel like, like a, like a search, just a quick one, would have... <laughs> Yeah, and look, it would have saved a lot of trauma. It is the best moment when you've like got a real like anxiety about something, and then the moment where it's proven wrong, so good. It was really, really good. Like three and a half minutes later, and then you've got a new thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Stressed about. Help me with your package. My peak of the week is one that you're not going to relate to. Sounds so, like you want to be a solo podcaster. Oh, <laughs> well, there's been a few hints of that today, for sure. You've slapped me in the face with that a couple of times. <laughs> My peak of the week is that Married at First Sight started this oh, week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I promise I have friends. I hang out with them. Not this week, though, because Married at First Sight started. <laughs> and I'm so excited about it. Some people, they really shit on shows like that. And I think it's, as a show, relatively problematic. But I love watching it because I love analysing the people and what they do and listening to other people analyse them. Oh, yeah. I'm an absolute fan for a bit of reality TV and maths is the cream of the crop for sure. Why did you think that I would relate to that? I love maths. Really? Quick maths. 
What was your trough? I've got a good trough. Okay. I've actually got two. I'm not too sure if people are familiar with the song Ernie by Fat Freddy's Drop. No. Okay, so it's a real bassy sort of reggae Mm -hmm. sort of... I'm not too sure how to explain it, but it's really, really quite bass heavy. Yeah. And I was driving through Hornby the other day and I was playing Ernie. And I had the windows down and Fifi's got a really... My car is called Fifi, by the way. Mm -hmm. She has really, really good bass. But I just felt like such a gangster yeah. because it was like that. Just, oh my God, for the whole time. And I didn't really realize how bad it was until I got like on the motorway. And then like the vibrations in the car, my drink, my, like steel drink bottle was like going like against my steering wheel. And I was like, oh my God, this is really, really bad. You were the car that when it goes past, the mum says to the daughter, oh, it's your boyfriend. The job. <laughs> that was you. You yeah. were the boyfriend. Yeah, I am your boyfriend. Yeah. Oh, so, and that, so that just shows you that, shows you that I haven't had a very bad week at all because that, if that's my trough. This was actually me thinking about my trough. I was like, man, I actually need to think of troughs more often because it makes me grateful. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to think of. <laughs> exactly. Do you have one then? I awoke this morning from my slumber mm. and I thought to myself, hmm, I got a Snapchat memory a couple of days ago of when I got my car. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I was like, oh, maybe maybe some of the stuff is due soon, you know? Mm. Maybe I should have a look and pop it in my calendar, be an organised girl boss. So I go onto the whatever NZ Transport Agency website and I put in my number plate to see when my red is due and when my WAF is due. And then it comes up with, yup, WAF was due days ago, Rego due more days ago than the waffle was due. So the wow. car was out. It was done. It was it off. It, was, was it wasn't road safe. It yeah. wasn't. So I toodaloodaloo on down and I fucking waited for ages and I was sitting like up against a concrete wall in a car park because you can't go in because it's COVID while um. my car was getting done, drinking a flavoured water and smelling a new air freshener that I just bought from the warehouse, looking like an absolute buddy demon <laughs> on the street, oh. sniffing. Oh, <laughs> sniffing God. Away. I mean, there's worse things that you could be sniffing on the street anyway. But. <laughs> anyway, so that was my trough. was just that my wolf was due. Because how fucking how can that not be your trough? You know what I yeah. mean? It's the most like annoying task ever. And I just think that they sneak up on you. It's like you need... Why isn't there a text message? Surely someone can do that. Like a text message or an email that flicks you a notification when you've got something due. Like tell me when it's due and I'll go do it. It's one of those things, right? If you like to take your phone and to be repaired or whatever, you don't realise how much you use your phone or your car until you can't have it for like 45 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then you're like, my life is crumbling. I actually have, I can't, I can't actually operate anymore. Yeah. (laughs) Which was me sitting in the car park evaluating everything and how much I depend on that way demio. This is very on brand, this hot take. Okay. So it's kind of, imagine a scenario where you're talking to someone and they say a word wrong. They pronounce a word wrong or you're in an argument and they they, they say something wrong or they use a word incorrectly. Yeah. And then you're here the whole time. You're thinking you've used it incorrectly. You've used it incorrectly. Well, I had one of these the other day. And I was with one of my friends and she was talking about how she's bought a new house and she was taking me on a tour. And we're going, oh, the bedroom is nice. Oh, the kitchen's beautiful. And then she goes, oh, what's that room over there? And she's like, oh, that's just the rumpage room. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's not a rumpage room. It's a rumpus room. (laughs) Okay, rumpus, not rumpage. And I've actually got here the Urban Dictionary 
meaning for rumpage. I'm so, so glad that you you decided not to embarrass your friend in front of her and the other friend by saying what it meant at the time. You're waiting till a podcast, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which will be perfectly on the internet, to dedicate a whole segment to telling her that she got something wrong. <laughs> well, can you give us the definition? Okay, this definition may not be quite accurate, but okay. for our generation, very, very it's an, urban, it's an urban definition. It so is, it is, it is an urban accurate. dictionary definition. <laughs> Rumpage word meaning. I'm scared. The act of... Animatedly scratching of the anal area in public. <laughs> so imagine, imagine. Oh yeah, what's that room over there? Oh, that's the rumpage room. <laughs> that was that was a scenario oh, where I just that's think so funny. Where I just think, oh, that's a that's a very unfortunate mis- misuse of word. Isn't it so weird though when someone says something wrong and your brain literally fixates on it and you don't acknowledge it out loud, <laughs> but you just can't stop thinking about it for forever. <laughs> And it stays with you for the whole combo. It's it's the weirdest thing. You must get that a lot when I try and talk to you. <laughs> so we asked you guys to send in. It was that TikTok trend for people who aren't familiar with the talk. A time when you've been humbled. And humbled's in the sparkly letters. With the sparkles before and the sparkles after. Humbled. And you've been humbled. Yeah, and it's like when you're going about your life with some level of self-confidence and then you lose it all in a split second because something really humbling happens that, that those are the experience we asked for and we most certainly did receive oh start with off with a classic okay and this one hurts because it's so like you could go into three shops in a row and do the same exact thing oh you haven't even said it yet but i can feel it in my soul yeah saying you too when they reply to something but they're not doing it oh the worst at the movies not that i really go to the movies anymore but <laughs> the worst is at the movies when they're like oh enjoy the movie and you're like you too yeah or like enjoy your coffee yeah you too ah! you made it kid you made that you made the coffee for me we've got another one in okay another good example okay this one comes from one of our nearest and dearest actually we won't name and shame we won't We'll do that in a different podcast. Story goes like this. Went to the post shop and as I was choosing my bag, a girl I used to go to school with walks in. She says, hey, while walking in my direction. I replied back, hey, how are you? And she goes, oh, I wasn't actually saying hi to you. So loudly, I almost cried with embarrassment. Oh, yeah. That's the worst. But you know what's also worse is that she didn't she didn't care to recognize this person and play it off like oh yeah we did go to school together what sort of response is that that's that's hurtful how could you leave someone hanging that way oh I that's hurtness ever day we really feel for this person this person we really do oh, feel oh ow it literally hurts mm. oh i wasn't actually saying hi to you i wonder what school bag she got i've got one tell us was taking selfies because i thought i looked hot boy goes are you okay you look sick. Bitch! <laughs> oh. That's a confidence killer. When you intentionally were like, fuck yeah, I look good right now. Yeah. Do you know what I think though? What? I think, I think drop the boyfriend. I think you can tell when someone's taking selfies because they look good. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that was gaslightery right there. Mm. Loki. But hey, this isn't a relationships episode. <laughs> I'll shut on everyone's boyfriends in the next one. <laughs> and I've never been in a relationship, so I can't comment. Do you have a personal humbling story, Hayley? I do have a personally, personal personally. humbling story. Tell us. This one 
it's kind of quite out, out of character for me. Okay. We were in sort of a neighbours at war situation. Yeah. Because like we were gonna have a party and we'd let them know, and they didn't. That something wasn't something wasn't right. Something was off. And so I sent, with the help of my flatmates, a text to this neighbour, and I said something along the lines of "Hi there, blubber and clear." Claire was the wife's name. And then this sassy but to the point and very colloquial message. <laughs> colloquial? Is that right? <laughs> it Co- works. Rolls it. Does it? Does it work? <laughs> What's another word for it? Professional. A very to the point and professional message. Yeah. The reply within the first line was, it really got me and it really humbled me because the line said, by the way, this is the correct spelling for Claire. It's spelled <gasps> C-L-A-R-E. Because I'd spelt it C-L-A-I-R, I think. I-I-R-E. Or something like that. And then to be hit with the, you're beneath me because you can't spell my wife's name wrong. Uh, oh right. My God. It's just like, oh, that and really also, humbled me. like names can be spelled different, right? Mm. Sorry, Claire, that you've got a funky spelling. I think Claire was being a bit ridiculous in that situation. Yeah. I just yeah. am attacking people in the stories. <laughs> yeah. The you friend, the boyfriend, Claire. <laughs> yeah. How about you? Do you have a humbling story? Uh, oh, look, I feel like I've just got a series of moments, right? I was a production kid in high school. Shocking, I know. That would humble you for sure. <laughs> it's not the humbling moment. Oh. Sorry. Okay, so I was a production kid in high school and there was obviously parts where we were all singing together, like the cast of 30, 40 people. And I think this could be an exaggeration, but I'm pretty sure it's not. Of like the cast of 30, 40 people, there weren't quite enough mics for everyone. And I think about six of us didn't have mics. And I was in the us. <laughs> I was not awarded a microphone. And there's a big spin about mics, mics, not enough mics, not enough mics. But I saw the tickets on these shows. There was, there was, there was money for the mics. I'm positive. There must have been money for the mics. There would have been money for the mics. Oh! They should not care to hear your voice. That is, that is hurtful. And then everyone would have their wee, like, mic check session. Oh! oh not for and me. And you're just like, I'll just project from the stomach. Yeah, that's what they would say. They'd say, just project really loudly. We, we trust that you guys can project really loudly, so it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, we've set you aside because we know that you can sing louder, but these guys need a little bit of help. Yeah. I've oh. kind of hit you with a bit of reverse psychology. That's hurtful, though. Another time I was humbled in production, really thought I was the shit, probably going to get the lead. Didn't, which was weird. Obviously, we're sharing around the roles that year. <laughs> and I got a role which had three lines in the whole show. So it was a huge, huge amount of work. Surely a silent film. <laughs> no, so I only had three lines, which was fine. You know, I'm, I'm happy to act with my face. That's Those are the skills that I was born with. So I was real cocky about these lines. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gonna nail them. Yep, gonna be the star. I don't mind how many lines you give me. I'm gonna make it work. Yep. And we go out and we're, we're in the actual show. It might have been the first proper time we performed it as well in front of an audience. We go out and my first line, I I walk onto this wee balcony and I go down some stairs and then I say the line. And I walk out there, I strut my stuff, my hair's all in rollers and shit. I walk down the stairs, forgot it. I can't remember my line. And there's people in the show with hundreds of lines and I can't remember the first of three. And the line was, uh, 
Captain, where are all the celebrities? So it wasn't even, it wasn't like a monologue, you know. It's like you could have almost read the room and sort of improv your way through. <laughs> oh my god. What did god. you do? Did, you, did it come to you while you were out there? Oh my god, there was such a big silence. I want to say, this happened quite a while ago, but I want to say that someone, someone like Loki fed it to me. I think someone whispered it to me, was how tragic it was. <laughs> oh, Humbling. Oh, so me. if you think you're good enough for a lead, you're not. You're not even good enough for three lines. Ooh, production harsh. <laughs> or a mic. <laughs> <laughs> no, mic equal no lines. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's this one time. Okay. Okay, so it was, I think it was in primary school. And this was like the first year that I'd got my friend a gift with my own money. Yep. I don't know if this is actually a humbling story, but it's quite funny. It's just a little bit hurtful. And I'd bought her, I think I'd bought her the... Like a Justin Bieber book or something. Or something. It was definitely something from Wickles. Give it to her on her birthday. She opens it up. And her sister goes, She doesn't even like Justin Bieber. And so I was made out to be the person who didn't know her friend very well. But I was a, I was a best mate. But I, just, I got her something that she, that she didn't like. And she tried to play it off or whatever. But I just thought, fuck, maybe I don't know this... Oh. This bestie boo boo in year eight, as I thought I as well as I thought I did. Oh my god! And then they would have been like, "Oh, it's so good, I love it." And then you're like, yeah. "You're lying." Yeah, and then yeah, for the rest of the night, I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like, what if what if her sister was right? <laughs> oh, oh my god! Yeah, it was bad. It was. Bad. It's quite funny though. Um, I was always humbled when I worked at the supermarket and I stood on self skin, and when you like, I never alcohol license because only the supervisors did. And so when someone came to with alcohol, you had to ding the bell and put your hand up. Oh, yeah. And men, usually it was men, not meaning to generalise, would, this happened twice, walk past, high-five me. (laughs) (laughs) Which, honestly, I think should be humbling for them. But was, they walked out with a pep in their step, so it was only humbling for me. That is so funny. Wow. So bad. That's kind of like along the same wavelength as when someone, when a guy usually, a tall, tall male, yeah. walks out of a room and they have to slap the top of the um, the top <gasps> of the door. Oh, yeah. My brother used to always do that. Like, oh, you don't need miss? to do that. Ugh. <laughs> 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 we should do a list of irks. I thought this. I was like, yeah, one episode we're definitely going to have to put in some it. <laughs> Look, a time where you get humbled and it's a good story. That's good. That's funny. We like that. We like that. However, there's another type of humbling that goes on. And I think it goes on a lot in our age group. Hence why we wanted to half have a coffee chat about it. Have a yarn. Of some carrots and some almonds. And that is the phenomenon that we know, or you may not know, as tall poppy syndrome. Hayley, do you think it's an issue? There's a time and a place. Yeah. Because obviously, if you're walking around on your high horse all the time and people are complimenting you and you're taking it, you could be perceived... In a certain way, that's like, oh, you're a bit cocky, you're a bit up yourself. Yeah. But then I feel like there's times where we don't pump up our ego enough as we, as much as we should. When, in actual fact, we've done, like, humans do amazing things all the time, but if you're not appreciating how cool these things that you're doing are, then it's kind of like, accept it, mate, you're a cool guy. I think the biggest crux of the issue is that when people watch others tear someone down, for doing something really cool. It makes you want to do that thing less. It will yeah. do do something cool less. You know what I mean? It makes you not want to step out. As a bit of context, how would you define tall poppy syndrome? 
what would you say it is? How would you describe it? Oh, Meg, you know that I'm not good with my definitions. <laughs> I would say that it's... You just gave like, us a beautiful one for rubbish. <laughs> playing down, like downplaying your success. Yeah. And... Or other of, people's success. Yeah, or like kind of putting up like a protector shield for, of compliments. So like if someone compliments you, you'd fucking blow back and it goes back onto them. It's yeah. kind of like if I complimented you right now, you'd have to blow it back to me and be like, yeah, but your hair looks so good today or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 that's actually so interesting because I think it started off as something that where, you know, people take down each other's achievements. But tall poppy syndrome's got so deep that we do it to ourselves, which is super mm. strange. As a bit of a background context, you're on the origin. So the origin of tall poppy syndrome, it refers to cutting poppies, you know, the flower. Mm. When one of them grows higher than the other ones, you cut down the higher one so that they're all uniform and they all look like they're the same size. So that's why it's when you talk about how if you've got a group of people and one of them does something really cool, you cut them down so that they're at the same level as everyone else. Ah, That's where it comes from. I see. And mm. now we have it as when people comment shady shit on your Instagram posts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're trying to bring people down to the, the same level. Yeah. But the head of the poppy is the most extravagant part. Mm-hmm. So when you're bringing everyone down, you're like taking away their like yeah. uniqueness so and their true, like individuality right? and stuff. You actually leave them off worse than everyone else because they don't have the cool part on them. Yeah, that's yeah. actually so interesting. Hayley, what do you think it looks like now? This is quite a good example of 21st century culture. Uh-huh. The phenomenon of backhanded compliments. Yeah. I feel like that's definitely related Huge. to tall poppy syndrome. Although... I won't, I won't sit here and pretend that I don't love giving a backhanded compliment as a bit of a joke. Oh, yeah. I love sure. it. It's funny. It's also like the, oh, wow, your hair looks really nice today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we were talking about this before. It's now always all the emphasis of which words, like, it looks nice today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about this, that it's really, lots of people have said to us, to us oh, like, you're so brave for <laughs> doing this podcast. Because... Are you saying you're brave because you would never want to do it because it's scary? Or are you saying you're brave because it's got potential to be shit? It's such a classic, right? Or if people comment, oh, like on an Instagram photo of you, oh, I love how you're so comfortable in your own skin. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not a compliment. Yeah. Or, oh, I love how you don't, like, necessarily follow what's trendy right now. <laughs> yes, when they're talking about a dress. I think when I got my first pair of flared jeans yeah mom, was good. mom went wow they're very retro <laughs> and i was like yep didn't like them mom. it's all in the word choice eh? and the thing i want to flag with tall poppy syndrome and tearing others down is that Haley can speak for herself i am no saint absolutely not and i feel like it comes from you know, maybe being jealous of another person or feeling insecure that you're not doing anything cool at the moment. I catch myself tearing other people down, you know, all the time. Well, not all the time. I'm not a massive bitch. But I hate everyone. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we certainly also do it. And it's such a thing that is so funny because it's you projecting your internal insecurities onto someone who's doing something cool Mm. because that makes you feel more comfortable about yourself yeah 100% I think it's like really natural for when something's different in society or Mm -hmm. in your friendship or in your family to really question like how it started and stuff life's all about asking questions and stuff but when the questions are surrounding oh like this is like real different like like or it's kind of has a little bit of a second meaning about it that's when I feel like it can become quite toxic yeah and people who I don't know start something that's a bit left field or whatever 
it can be really common for people to ask it's it's fascinating how many how many questions people can ask without ever saying anything positive like just investigating you (laughs) understanding more and then the conversation ends sort of thing I feel like that's so common Mm. and I do feel like it happens in our generation quite a bit because what the world used to look like of wake up work a nine-to-five job come home go to bed it's not that's not the way it goes anymore that's not how people make income it's not how people want to spend their time Mm. so as all of these left field different things pop up you know maybe you know people who are influencers on instagram or people who have started a business all of those kind of things are left field so naturally we're all really standoffish about them yeah because it's quite hard to compliment someone on that when it's when you're not used to complimenting someone on their business or their influence on social media or the way that they pick their flowers or you know like I feel like when you're well versed in things to say positively about someone for example we're all really really good at noticing when there's a beautiful person in the room yeah wow you're really pretty I love your hair it's gorgeous whatever but when it's something that we don't know very much about say for instance cricket yeah wow <laughs> that ball was pretty round. I don't know, something like yeah, that. Like, it's yeah. really hard to compliment someone on something you don't know much about. And so often, I feel like as humans, we go straight to questions because we want to learn more, and that's sort of our way of articulating it. But also, it can come across as being like, "I want to know everything," without saying, "I'm proud of you." Congratulations! Mm. Yeah, it's so true, right? And you want to ask lots of questions and find out, I don't know, like how much money they're making off this thing, or what what they what money they had to put into it or when they do it all of those kind of things is you just trying to work out the situation because ultimately it's you trying to decide whether or not you're jealous of it which is human nature 100 percent. i do it all the time but it's such an interesting one because the effects of it are really really tough because it Mm. means that people don't step out of their comfort zone because they worry about others judgment 100 percent. i've actually got something quite interesting to jump onto as well here and it's kind of a situation which I feel is more prominent in, like, sporting cultures. Yeah. Because as a kid, I was, like, really, really into my sports. And I still am. Mm-hmm. Very highly um, active and stuff. But whenever, say, if we won a match, for instance, volleyball. Volleyball's a really high-energy cheering. You cheer on every point. You come together and you do a chant every single point that you win. Yeah, so high energy. Once you win a once you win a match, it's kind of drilled into you to be, like, be a gracious winner don't celebrate all your success right in front of the next team but then it's also like okay so when's the time and place that you can celebrate the success yeah because if you if you're telling a telling a team with of a team of girls to be like okay don't cheer when you win the final match or win the final point just go and shake the other team's hands then it's kind of being like a little bit of a dampener on your success and yeah. i feel like that's sort of the same thing and why is it that when you you know, a win the shoes on the other foot and you lose a sports match and completely fairly, as happens sometimes, you can't win them all. Yeah. Why is it that you can't handle the other team succeeding? Like, yes. why can't the other team be super happy in front of you? Why Why does that have such a negative impact on you? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's almost like we're super, super overcautious of people taking the success the wrong way that we've had to be more aware of how can we make the loss easier for other people. Yeah oh, we should do this by dampening our own success. Yeah, yeah. And it, it comes up in, you know, it, that sort of culture is fostered in sport and then it comes up in so many other places. It's like when you're speaking to someone, maybe it's in a work sense, maybe it's just in a friendship sense, and you go, 
blah 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 oh if that makes any sense or like I don't when yeah. I'm going through an editing I cut myself saying that out all the time yeah <laughs> oh if that makes any sense or like oh if you can't get what I mean oh sorry sorry that might not make any sense yeah and that's how tall poppy syndrome affects people is you go you say you say something that you think is really good and that you really believe in and then you apologize straight after to make sure that the other person doesn't feel too intimidated it's so random yeah I remember high school and primary school this girl that I was friends with she would say sorry all the time like yeah. for irrelevant stuff like she'd should scrape past her oh sorry sorry or should just be in line in front of you sorry yeah like stuff like this and it's like oh sorry why? that i'm holding my place in this line yeah it's I... like why are you being sorry it's just because someone can't deal with being in front of you what what do you mean yeah but that's the effect right and if that you don't always see the link between someone starting up an instagram about something they're really passionate about and then other people having some shit to say about it and then that all trickles down into you apologise at the end of saying something in an email three years later when you're in a workplace. Like, mm. that is the effect of tall poppy syndrome is it makes everyone way more cautious around everyone, which is super harmful. Yeah. Um, I feel like also it happened a little bit when you were younger too, even if we didn't realise it. Why on the sporting thing is it so bad when girls are good at PE and other girls have to be like, oh, she's such a tryhard, like... Why is she playing? Oh my God. Why is she playing dodgeball properly? Full disclaimer: I was the one saying that people were tryhards, and sure. I was the tryhard. <laughs> <laughs> but why the fuck were we like that? I don't understand. Why couldn't you just play dodgeball like a normal person and mm. me not make a thing of it? You know. I remember this. This happened all the time since. Like this is on the same wavelength. Multi sport, you know, yeah, the one where you yeah. line up on the side and you have to run and touch the end of the hole and then run back and then you're playing. Love and they'd chuck in a soccer ball and I'd be like, oh, oh no, you boys go, Haley, you've played soccer for like ten years, you can fucking kick the ball. Literally. But I'd just sit back and I'd be like, no, 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 like it's you boys go, you guys want to do this, like, and I've just been like, no, I should have just sit, sat there and been like, yeah, cool, I'll go with the boys and I'll do, I'll do the multi sport with soccer, like, yeah, and it's the girls who do it to other girls so often, you know. Mm. Oh, she's just being a try hard. Like, I bet she's Olympics. got three sports bras on right now. Oh, fuck's sake! Like, it's PE. You're supposed to play. <laughs> yeah, and if you don't put all, your all in, you probably won't get a good grade if you don't like PED or something. <laughs> It is so true though, and it's all of those little comments and those little nabs. And this is the thing about tall poppy syndrome that's hard to articulate is that it, it you can't see it. It's it's little moments, it's little incremental moments that all build up mm. to make someone feel a certain way, which is why it's hard to address because it's hard to even point out when it's happening. Yeah. You know, you can get a wee backhanded compliment and then you just move on with your day. But then when they say something again when you're in pee, it all starts to add up. Yeah, it's really weird that as humans, like, we get, like, the jealous emotion is, like, so prominent, but we're yeah. always like, I'm not a jealous person. Yeah, right. Everyone's a jealous person. Imagine if we were all just more honest about when we were jealous, instead of mm. hiding it or projecting it by tearing others down or yeah. being all, like, internally angry and pretending it's about a different thing. Or even noticing that the that if you say, like, oh, like, yeah, she's got, she's got this or he's got that or they've got this, whatever... Instead of being like, oh yeah, like pointing out what they don't have or whatever, recognize that, oh, maybe maybe this is the feeling of jealousy. Like, maybe I actually am. Because noticing that you're jealous is probably half the, oh, half the problem. Right? You notice that you're jealous and then you use that feeling and go, right, why do I hate it that this person's just started a business? Reflect. 
oh, I'm insecure that I don't know what I'm doing with my life. It's actually not a them issue, so I don't need to make rude comments about them. I just need to continue on my own journey of working out what I'm doing, you know? As soon as you recognise that it's jealousy, you're so right. As soon as you recognise that it's jealousy and the link's there, you then turn it back on yourself, which can be in a positive way, and be like, okay, well, what is this actually saying about me right now, and how Mm. can I act better? I always think it's quite a... This is such a cliche, but my mum would always say it to me when I was younger. What Sally says about Shelley says more about Sally than it does about Shelley. So true. And it does. It and really it, does. And it is so true. And if, you know, you're listening to this and you feel like you've, you're the, is it, would it be, wouldn't be a victim, and you feel like you get hit by a tall puppy syndrome sometimes, mm. just know it's not about you. Hayley should have just played the soccer with the boys. No, and I, I should have kept my mouth shut. <laughs> you should have demanded a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> it is so, it's so true. And it's such a, it's such a fascinating topic because um, I feel like it's something that's just going to keep evolving over time. I think the input of social media into it is really interesting, for mm. sure. And it's interesting because we, in the social media episode last week, go check it out if you haven't already. Check it out. Um, we didn't really talk about jealousy and stuff. We talked about comparison a lot, but we didn't yeah. really talk about the underlying emotion of jealousy, which yeah. I feel like is huge and probably why didn't we talk about it because it was very relevant but <laughs> we couldn't cover it all <laughs> but yeah it is it is a huge factor and it plays a huge when someone could be sitting in their room looking at all the comments that are like really really belittling them or just saying that they don't deserve all the fame and the fortune and stuff when actually that's there's a shit thing to say when a person does that they're then contributing to the wider issue of tall poppy syndrome which mm. is it's tough because we should celebrate success we should celebrate our own successes. We should celebrate other people's successes. We yeah. should just be more successful and more creative overall. But tall poppy syndrome is something that halts that hugely. Oh, 100%. Hugely. And I, th- this, I feel like this is just a little bit of a... Um a little bit of a mental push from us to you guys to go and support your friends. And, you know, if if someone one of your friends is doing something really, really cool... If, and you feel like a little bit like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Take that drive, take that jealousy and put it into your own life and be like, shit, yeah, I want to do something that cool. I want to yeah. start my own knitting business or yeah. I want to become a pro soccer player or yeah, whatever. The flip side to this, right, we were literally talking about this this morning, a message saying that you're doing good is huge boost for the huge, confidence. Huge. And it just gives you so much drive to go out there and do whatever it is that you enjoy 10 times more. Yeah. So, Hayley's so right. Take the energy. Put it into a message just saying that you're proud of them. And then put it into your own life. Reflect on yourself and spin it around. Yeah. Small victories, eh? Bull show. Um, this is another thing that I... Just quickly, I'll just add in here. Yeah, it does. Um, but there's a huge difference what I've found starting this podcast with you, Meg, is that... When someone compliments the podcast, it means a lot more than when someone compliments how you look. Yeah. And I didn't realise that, that that was a thing. Yeah. And it sounds really naive to be like, that. I didn't realise it was a thing. But like, yeah. when you're doing something that you're passionate about and someone compliments you or says, wow, I'm really, really proud of you, that must be really difficult. Yeah. Or say something to you about it, that like, you, you'll take that with you into the next thing that you do with the podcast. But when someone's like, oh... Wow, you look great today. That's like it's thank you, expiry, thank right? you for it. When you when you like put your makeup on and you like go out for the night and someone compliments you, it's so nice and you shouldn't stop complimenting people. But it's got an expiry till when you change your makeup the next day or you 
you know, you, you look different the next day because you don't always look the same all the time. Yeah. But when people compliment you on your character or your passion, it stays with you for forever because there's no expiry on that mm. because it doesn't change, you know? It's something about the actual core of you. Or if you've got nothing nice to say, just say nothing at all. <laughs> Oh, wow. You're so full of wisdom, me. <laughs> do we want to finish on a quote? Yeah, do you want to? Yeah. I'm pretty keen to. Tie off this beautiful episode. Yeah. Hey, it's going to give us a quote. Okie dokie. This one comes in from Morgan Love. Okay. Well, she didn't send it to me. I have gone out and found it. <laughs> Morgan, thanks for following. <laughs> Cheers, Mrs. Love. <laughs> May we never hide to comfort weak people. Ooh, that hits hard, eh? On the money. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, How about so you? This one is a mixture of Will Smith and myself. You can work out which show did which half. <laughs> okay. Haters are the people who will broadcast your failures and whisper your successes. Wow. Wow, thanks, Will. Hey, you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Lukewarm Lattes. If you want to hear more from us, head on over to Instagram and follow us at Lukewarm Lattes. And you can see some sneak peeks, what episodes are coming up. You might even get a say in what episodes happen at all. So it's a place to be, really. I might even flirt with you on the DMs. Oh, stop it. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you guys have a beautiful week and we'll see you on the flip side. like um we need like a, a new segment that's like Haley and Meg get me waffs <laughs> get waffs <laughs> Haley and Meg hit the high life right this is when okay. I hit the high life okay okay, okay. so um Haley and Meg hit the high life yeehaw <laughs> Did you just look down at my Indiana Jones hat and think, yep, cowboys? <laughs> no, you didn't invent cowboys. <laughs> mm-hmm, pretty sure I did, but we won't talk about it. <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs>